Right, so the last uh, section that he has over here, which uh, we'll do tonight and then uh, Tuesday night, uh, with regards to shutfus, with regards to partnerships, has to do with ribis. Uh, cases involving interest which may arise for our partners. So the first thing he says is, is a, is a standard warning, So it's a good idea to go ahead and consult with somebody who's an expert in monetary matters, to make sure that in the partnership agreement that they draw up, in the way that they run the partnership, so it does not involve any issues that could potentially violate prohibitions of ribis. And he gives us a couple of examples. It says, Matsui, it's very common, that it's written into the partnership agreement. Let's say there's a, uh, it's necessary for the partners to go ahead and contribute more money toward uh, to the business, so more than the initial uh, contribution. And one of the parties, one of the partners, doesn't go ahead and Give the uh, the the money necessary, the investment money necessary at the uh, designated time. Shemischayev lishalmo im tashume ribis. That he's going to have to go ahead and pay the amount which is necessary, plus some sort of interest charge on top of that. So v'yocholio ribis, and it's very likely that such a thing would involve a prohibition of ribis. And this is something which, just in general, one should be aware of. That when you go ahead and you uh, any type of legal agreement which is drawn up, and generally people are going to have a lawyer go ahead and draw that up. So there's a lot of uh, cutting and pasting which takes place from previous documents. And it's very common to go ahead and grab language from other uh, from uh, uh, pre-existing shtars, uh, pre-existing documents. And many times, most times, in the, these types of documents, it's going to contain a clause which is going to demand paying ribis, paying interest on, on top of that. And when you to go ahead and borrow that language and use it between two Jews, so although legally this is the way it's normally done between two Jews to go ahead and put a clause in there which is going to require ribis, so that's problematic, and that's why you would want somebody who's familiar with these halachas to look it over to make sure that there won't be ribis. He gives us another example. Let's say the uh, the partners want to go ahead and include a penalty. Doesn't not put in, it doesn't say interest, but it says a penalty for somebody who defaults one of the partners who defaults on a capital call. So it's time for everybody to go ahead and contribute whatever the amount is. And if somebody doesn't make a timely contribution, so there's going to be a penalty. So this is also problematic, especially if it's a penalty which is going to increase the longer one does not pay. Therefore, Yeshahosef Shinasa Pihatariska. So in this partnership agreement, so they should specify that in the event that somebody's going to have to pay a penalty or somebody's going to have to pay quote unquote interest, that it should all be within the parameters of a heterisk of the allowance to go ahead and do so. And then he says, and in general, it's always wise with Jewish partners go ahead and get together in a, in a business venture that they should put in place from the very outset what's called the heter iska klali. It's a general declaration by the partners that in the event that any of our agreements, any of our financial arrangements involve anything related to ribis or even a possibility of violating ribis, it should always be understood in the context of a heter iska type of agreement, an investment, rather than a loan with, uh, with ribis. Now, having a heter iska klali doesn't mean that case by case or deal by deal, you shouldn't write a separate heteriska, but that there is a catch-all that in the event that somebody overlooked something or somebody didn't think about it, they, they would, uh, that they have this, uh, this heteriska in general. If you go to a bank in Eretz Yisrael, somewhere on one of the walls there, there'll be a, a, 
a, uh, a frame which has heteriska klali. So there's a special heteriska that they have for banks in Eretz Yisrael because the bank is Jewish and the, uh, most of the customers are Jewish. So that's something which is very common, very frequent to, to see. And it's wise for partners to do that. Otherwise, they end up calling the hotline and saying, oh, we didn't realize, but for two years we've been doing this or that. And it turns out that that's a violation of ribbis. And then he says, also something which is very important. This is one of the dangers of just grabbing, uh, downloading a heteriska from a website somewhere. So two partners are told, oh, in this agreement between you guys, you guys need a heteriska. So they say, okay, we'll get a heteriska. So they go on to heteriskas.com. I don't know if there is such a thing, but they're staros.com, I don't know, heteriska.com, but they go onto a website, they download a standard heteriska. So, lo So it's not enough, the language of a regular heteriska, which says that the money which we're pulling together is going to be alpi heteriska, that actually would not work, machmas hashkaso levad, because of the... Uh, because of the investment itself. The problem that he runs into, which he explains at the bottom over there is, if you remember, we explained how a heteriska works, is that I give you money, so rather than it being a loan, it's going to be an investment, and you have to pay me a return, you have to pay me profits on that investment. How much are the profits? So if there's profits, you have to take a shvua. If there's losses, you have to bring adim. So that works. If I give you money, you run the business, and then you're just going to tell me what the profits are. So rather than saying, rather than calculating precisely, you can tell me here. Here's the money that you gave me plus 5%. That's going to cover all of the profits, and I'll say that's great. If I'm a partner in the business, a partner in the operations, I know exactly what's going on in the, in the business. And if you pay me 5%, when I know that the business only made 1%, Profits, so then that's clearly going to be ribbis. You can't take a shavua or you can't bring witnesses about something which is not true. So when partners do a heteriska between them, it's not enough just to say that this money is betaras heteriska. So therefore, the heteriska has to specify that it's not just the money which is being invested here. If you and I are partners, it's not just the $50,000 which each of us contributes, but the heteriska is on all of my assets and all of your assets. So even though the the $50,000 which you and I both contributed, we know exactly what happened to that because we're partners, but I don't know about the rest of your investments, you don't know about the rest of my investments, and it's the other investments which can justify paying out the 5%, the 7.5%, whatever that specified amount is, where I don't know what's going on in your private investments, you don't know what's going on uh, in mine, and if that's not there, it may be very difficult to justify paying out the returns which they expect, and that's again, as we said, that's something which is important for partners to be aware of and people to be aware of the danger and the risk of just downloading a heteriska without having somebody who's familiar with the halachas and has experience making sure that this is going to match the particular deal that you wanted to uh, to work for.